The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Hello, hello, and welcome to The Career Confidant. Today, we are going to talk about another great topic in career development, or today more specifically in leadership development. And this is a topic that um, I enjoy, leadership, and the work that we're going to be talking about today is a book called The Work of Leaders, and really it does a wonderful job of putting the DISC profile which I used to not be that great of a fan of, but they've revamped it and put in some new language and it's it's really quite nice. And this book puts that context into action, really. How can you use what comes out in a DISC profile, put it together with some of the skills that we know are important in leadership and give yourself some fairly specific targeted actions based on your personality to be a better leader. So they did a lot of research when they were doing this program. And there's actually a, quite a bit of nice research behind the new um, disc, which is part of why I like it. They did a little bit of work there. And it gives some better wording, some more, I think, more positive wording that people can embrace and it's also based on more um, updated research and therefore a little less sexist. Um, the original disc to me always was very male voice. So work of leaders takes that assessment and it takes it to that next level of what does this mean for you if you're leading groups. So they broke it down into the, the DISC, which is for individual contributors, and I'm not remember the fancy name, but and then um, a management report. So that's for people working with individual contributors or, or direct reports and how they have that kind of one-to-one relationship. And then work of leaders is the one-to-many. So if you're leading an organization, what are those kill, key skill sets and how do you, how does your personality play into that? And how does your personality play into these skill sets? So the skill sets are, and they're broken down into three sets of three, which is brilliant, of course, because we know the power of the number three. The 
global three categories being vision, alignment, and execution. So as a leader, what's your ability to set the vision for your organization or your sub-organization? What's your skill set in getting alignment from the people within that organization to that vision? And then what's your ability to execute or lead execution of those items that are happening? And again, pretty solid research behind this, and it makes good sense. It's common sense, which is wonderful. So we're going to talk through some of these elements today, ways that you can use this information for yourself and and move it forward um, to be a better leader. Now, although those ideas apply to the kind of one-to-many leadership opportunity, there are really things that you can get better at no matter where you are in an organization and that can help your career, especially if you're looking at wanting to move up into management or leadership. So let's talk a little bit about vision. Um, Vision is something that I think people consider to be almost natural. You're visionary or you're not. And thankfully, these skill sets help us put this together, that that's not true. Um, You are not a, a visionary or not. And, you know, there's some of that outdated view of leadership that the people at top set the, the vision, um, this book calls it the myth of the mountaintop, right? That the ability to set a vision is innate, that it's an independent activity done by a lone genius. Again, that you're, you're a visionary or you're not, that it's magical, <laughs> you know, that it's something that is hard to learn how to do or undefinable. And the vision is delivered on high from high. So let's think about vision a little bit differently. That visioning, like anything else, is something that anybody can learn how to do. That visions, the best vision, really is collective, driven by input from the organization and people that have a stakehold in that organization. That it's not mythical. In fact, it can be understood and that leaders at all levels create vision. So thinking about vision differently, and it used to be a consultant's job, right, to come in and help you set a vision for your organization. That consultant really was leading process, not necessarily bringing in some mythical wisdom that your organization or your organization's leaders didn't have. The reason it's nice to have an external person come in to help you with your vision is simply to facilitate the process and make sure everyone gets heard, not because a vision is something difficult and or impossible to do. Of course, vision is something experienced leaders need to be able to do with this idea of the new new way of visioning, right? The modern view of, of visioning, collective, collaborative visioning. And, you know, it's interesting because people people are usually tagged as people without vision or people with vision, people that can set a vision or people that can't. And 
really, we can all learn how to do that. And the data in this book says that if you're able to do this, you're more likely to be rated as a higher level leader. So it is a critical leadership skill that can be learned. Um, you know, one of the reasons that it's important, of course, is it's kind of like Simon Sinek, start with why, right? Your vision is that why, it's that connection to where you're going and, and why, how you're going to get, not how you're going to get there necessarily, but what's important about getting there. Um, and that makes it differentiating. So your vision for your organization or even your vision for yourself. And oftentimes when we talk about branding and we start talking about goals, people get confused, you know, isn't branding, um, you know, who I am and how I offer value. Yes. But part of who you are, part of your professional definition is your goals and if people know where you're headed or not and the vision of a company of course is the same it differentiates them that why piece of it and that people can get on board with the future picture that the organization is creating therefore it also provides purpose to the people who work with you but they can see how their bit adds into getting to the vision. It's a very important part of being a leader and retaining talent, getting people engaged, having people actually do something to help you is how, how you set that vision and how you get people engaged in delivering it. So vision at all levels really is the opportunity to Practice this skill no matter where you are. And of course, you can practice it for yourself. A very important part of your career development is having a vision for yourself professionally. Sounds easy. Typically not. So there's three elements or three skill sets underneath this vision umbrella from our, our work of leaders. And I did forget to say who wrote this wonderful thing. Um, Julie Straw, Mark Scullard, Susie Kukkonen, and Barry Davis. So four authors brought together, put together this fairly decent resource at a, a, a small cost, small book, chock full of information. So exploration is the first skill set under vision. And interestingly, as, you know, we practice the skill as parents, how are we at cultivating opportunity and giving up control to let our little ones explore? Same thing comes into play for leaders to be able to uncover possibilities and to engage your team, giving them the opportunities to uncover possibilities, the, the what-ifs. Not every direction is going to be a good one, but this is just exploration, says this book. I like that line. So some people live for new opportunities, right? They clamor after that, and some don't. But it's really that opportunity to, to explore that's important for all members of our team, even those who may be more reticent or those that we might not consider 
clamoring to do this kind of activity. They all want to help. So when we're thinking about exploration for leaders, it's the ability to stay open, remain open, wait for the decisions to be made later, allow people opportunities to explore and to um, to brainstorm. And this is challenging for especially driving type of leaders who want to get to a decision and move quickly and get it done. This is also challenging sometimes for people who are very detail-oriented and they get overwhelmed by all the brainstorm. Um, and it may not be a natural skill for them. Drivers like to brainstorm, but they typically want to cut it short and get something done. Um, people who need closure, who like for things to be decided, may struggle with this. So it's a challenge to you as a leader to practice this skill for remaining open. So setting time aside for exploration for you, for your team, is especially important for your career. Give yourself an opportunity to think about possibilities, to explore possibilities, to read and, and dive into resources, which I think sometimes we struggle with. Um, give yourself that opportunity. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to continue talking about vision and how you can improve your vision as a leader, no matter where you are in your career. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Each week, Larry Sternberg joins Dr. Kim Turnage to explore management issues from culture to discipline in Managing to Make a Difference. Join Talent Plus for 60 minutes of dynamic conversation, including real-life management examples helping you manage teams across the globe. This series airs on Voice America, the business channel, Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Managing to Make a Difference every Thursday afternoon with Larry Sternberg and Dr. Kim Turnage. What can we do to prepare for a career-altering interview or presentation, land an important deal, or simply play a great game of golf? These activities depend on preparation and execution, which grouped together we call performance. Uncover the mysteries of our mind and unlock the secrets of great performance by illuminating the mental side of life. When we better understand why we do the things we do and what keeps us from accomplishing our goals, we elevate our success. Listen for The Mental Game of Life with Dr. Christie, Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. 
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we're talking about the work of leaders, a book and assessment that really puts together skills and personality to give you some practical steps on how you can improve as a leader. Obviously, you don't have the assessment, but I'm still going to give you some of those practical steps you can take, and you can probably figure out where your weakness areas are and um, some steps you could take that align with your strengths to get better in those areas. So we talked a little bit about um, vision and exploration remaining open to new ideas and then the next idea there is prioritizing the big picture and if you have the background in marketing you may already be familiar with Patrick Licioni's book The Advantage and he poses six questions for leaders so you can google this or or come back and listen to it later Patrick Licioni's The Advantage six questions for leaders why do we exist why do we exist? How do we behave? What do we do? How will we succeed? What's most important right now? What must we, or who must do what? Right, we've always got to have something. Ownership. Why do we exist? How do we behave? What do we do? How will we succeed? What is most important right now? And who must do what? So focusing in on the big picture. So you are exploring, you're brainstorming, you're focusing it to the big picture. Um, you know, when people are brainstorming, it's always a great idea to have a parking lot. So if they brainstorm a, an item that's not really effectively going to impact the big picture, you can put it in the, the parking lot, which means we'll come back to it later. So second skill under vision is boldness. And, you know, this is one of the areas I see people really struggling in their career. And it's challenging because there's practical considerations to being bold, right, Um, individually, well, and in a business. But individually, we can't take risks when, as well, when we need to put money on the table, food in, in our kids' mouths, those types of things. But boldness is difficult for lots of people to really promote a a vision that is bold um, and to think about what keeps you from being bold in your organization, what keeps you from being bold in your life. You know, people don't like disruption and change as their research points out. Probably didn't need research to share, to um, tell us that, but People don't like that um, disruption and change. Oftentimes, people don't like bold people, even though um, over the long term they might. And, you know, leaders might not, you might not feel like you have enough power to be bold. Of course, it's risky to be bold. Um, You might make mistakes. 
you know, really it's one of those things that you think, oh, but it's not worth the risk um, to be bold. But when we look at it to really be different, to stand out, to achieve most things takes that element of risk. It takes that willingness to be bold. It takes someone on your team being willing to step up and say something. And if we as leaders aren't demonstrating that, we're probably hampering our ability to get any boldness from our team members, which is a bad thing, right? You're not going to get innovation. You're not going to you're not going to get good differentiating results if you are not being bold. So boldness, first skill set there is adventure. So how can you work a spirit of adventure into your leadership? Thinking about, you know, what would happen if you did it differently? What's the worst thing that could happen? That's a great coaching question. Love that. Um, What are you afraid to do? That's probably the thing you should do. Thinking about being adventurous in your work and that you're not being bold on your own. You are instilling that skill in your team. You're demonstrating it for your team. You're bringing them along with you in the adventure. And you might think of little ways you can be adventure, more adventurous in your life um, before you bring it into work. Or it may work for you to start at work and then work at the other direction. But practicing taking a little bit more risk may pay off huge. Of course, it has the opportunity to to bring some failure along with it, but it takes you away from that status quo. And we all know that if you are status quo today, you're falling behind. It really, to get ahead, to make a difference, to stand out, to achieve your personal or, or company goals, you have to be forward, adventurous, a little bit of risk-taking, because status quo isn't isn't good enough anymore with how fast things are moving. And we always wanted to take calculated risks and be smart about it. Um, but it's practicing doing that. And I love the idea of being more adventurous than, you know, necessarily, ooh, let's take some risks, but let's be a little bit more adventurous and have a more adventurous vision and maybe even more adventurous ways of coming to conclusions. Boldness is also speaking out. And this is one of the things that I work with my mid-level or, or first level managers a lot. Um, taking that chance to speak out and speak your mind is difficult. Um, and, you know, it can be more difficult in more in different situations. Of course, age and tenure and sex all can play into our fear of speaking out. So start small. May even start by asking questions. Um, they recommend you let me play devil's advocate for a minute. So that opportunity to 
have a voice to speak out or share share your bold idea. So those are our skills within boldness, adventure and speaking out. Start small, take little steps and start to bring those more into your leadership. Third element of vision is testing assumptions. So most of us bring assumptions into the workplace about how the organization operates, how people operate. Experienced leaders, um, you know, have an idea that it's important to test their assumptions, to look at how other people are reacting, to pay attention to what's going on. Um, But we are really prone to overconfidence when it comes to what we think. Um, In fact, the more that we think we're right, usually the more wrong we are. So it's really important for us to, to practice this in terms of testing assumptions. So the first kind of action there is seek counsel. So how many people do you seek counsel from at work? We think that to be a great leader, we have to be strong and independent and not, not ask anybody else what they think. Um, in this study, they found that 40% of leaders don't seek counsel because they prefer to trust their own instincts. Hmm. Asking to someone to give you an honest opinion, you know, may be scary because they might poke holes in your idea. And if you want to engage your team, there's really no better way than to bring them in and ask them for their feedback on the direction that you're headed. It's nice to approach people individually. One-on-one conversations can be a lot more effective than a group conversation, which can lead to either group sync, group think, sorry, group sync, that was a Freudian slip there, um, where you get stuck in something that's not as, as helpful to you or everyone has the same idea even though they wouldn't have it um, in individually, group sync, going down a rabbit hole, group think, everybody thinking the same thing. I think that's a new term I just developed there, group sync. Um, testing assumptions, the other skill there is exploring implications. So what would happen if, and um, using a prototype or a pilot, This is the whole idea of agile, right? That instead of waiting until something is perfect, you're going to start testing it in in the market or or with your team or whatever it might be so that you can have a better outcome at the end. And instead of waiting until the end to start having conversations with people, you do that during the process. And all of these things do a wonderful job of also building engagement. So when we think about building a vision, we're talking about those three skill areas, kind of cultivating an opportunity for exploration, big picture, brainstorming, being bold and welcoming that opportunity for adventure, take and speaking up about our good ideas 
and then testing assumption, really getting counsel, talking to others and not being afraid to pilot our ideas as we go along. So the second skill set is alignment. And this is really our ability to get the team on board. Um, you know, how are you going to get people all moving towards the same vision? Hard part with this, of course, is that it takes uh, action. It takes relationships, but it actually conserves time and energy in the long run. It's that opportunity for your team to ask questions and get on board and, and maybe even move into some of that last part of the visioning that we were looking at. And of course, it unites and excites people around the vision when we're doing alignment. Clarity is our first step there. So are you being clear on what the vision looks like? Are you getting people engaged in helping you cl clarify? So our steps there, the explaining rationale so how does someone get there? How did you get to where you are? How did you get to the, the decision that was made? And hopefully part of that explaining of rationale includes the feedback that you got from your team. The other piece of that is in alignment is structuring messages. So they recommend, and most people do this today when you're writing an email, is to start by finding your headline. What is the point you're trying to make? It should be simple. Then nail down your talking points so that people have a, a, a good idea of what you're actually trying to get across. So you've got your headline, you've got your talking points, almost like that, you know, grade school or not grade school, probably, um, college or maybe high school essay where you had the thesis statement and then your three supporting points. If you can't do that with a message you're trying to get across, it's probably too much. Boil it down to that five-point essay, thesis, three talking points, and a conclusion. When we come right back, we're going to talk more about alignment and move into execution. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. If you want to hone the right skills to become a CEO or stay there as a competitive strategic leader, check out CEO Academy with Pam Lassiter. You'll learn the tips to success and hear from the experts who are at the top of their games. You'll make your company stand out from the competition and build your own reputation in the process. Top executives are made, not born. 
So take charge of your future growth. Listen for CEO Academy with Pam Lassiter, Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 Pacific on Voice America Business. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Klass. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel and simulcast at the same time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we're talking about the work of leaders and the three skill sets and then some actions that you can take aligned with those skill sets to be a better leader. So we've talked through vision, and now we're talking through alignment and getting clarity around the vision, helping people understand the rationale for how you you got there. And then we're going to talk about dialogue. There is a great book that I use during my counseling training called From Debate to Dialogue, From Debate to Dialogue. This book talks about the fifth discipline, which talks about the difference between discussion and dialogue. Dialogue really is the exchanging of perspectives and creating an atmosphere where people really feel like you are listening. And it's interesting when you look at why people leave their job or what they're really looking for at work. Um, You know, the superficial of pay always comes up. You know, we want to get paid well. But when you dig deeper, most of the time, it's the relationship with the manager or the team that causes people to leave. And the most specific reason that people aren't happy with their manager or team is that they don't feel like they're really being heard or um, considered that they don't have an opinion, that they're not asked for their input. What an easy thing to do as a leader, right? Um, oh, it sounds easy. I guess it's not as easy as, as we think. It's simple. Doing it and doing it well is harder. So it really takes the initial effort, I think even if you don't always do it right, if you continue to make the effort, um, people see that you're trying. You don't have to do what people suggest. I think that's the other myth around getting people's feedback or listening to their opinions. You don't have to agree with people. A lot of it is simple acknowledging what you heard from them, acknowledging that what they said have has value, even if you don't agree with it or, or perhaps can't implement it. 
Uh, it's patience. It's letting people talk. It's being receptive. So, you know, some of the quotes in here that they have, he asks for input and feedback, but doesn't really consider it. She doesn't seem to feel the opinions of others are important. You know, would people say that about you? It's hard for us to look at ourselves and think that, but I'm sure at any one point, any of us have been that person. How often are you that person and how can you work to make it better? Right? It's the tone of your voice and your body language that you can be open to their ideas. Don't try to counter what someone else says. I was just having a discussion with someone and I'm realizing that I was doing a lot of these things wrong, right? We do it every day, especially when we're not thinking about it or when we're in a hurry. It tends to be my Achilles heel. Um, being receptive involves emotion. So you leaders that struggle with empathy and emotion and caring what other people think, um, this is going to be hard for you. And it is, it is important. People do care that you care what they think. So curiosity is the place you want to come from here. You're curious as to what other people's feedback is. You're genuinely curious in what they think. It does not mean you have to agree. It does not mean that you necessarily even have to act on it. But you're genuinely curious because they're important as a person. They're an important part of your team. And you're going to take that into account as you move forward. You value their input. You value their input. That's where you're coming from. Inspiration. So this is our last skill under, under alignment. And I have to tell you that um, if you've listened to the show a bit, you probably know that I'm an introvert. I'm not the person who's going to get up on stage and wow you with their entertaining theatrics. Maybe not someone you would consider a, a quote-unquote dynamic speaker. And so when I did a 360 a while ago, and inspiring came up as one of the things people said about me, I was a little taken aback um, because I don't, I guess my definition of inspiring was much more extroverted than I am. Um, however, there are some key skills for being inspiring that I think have happened for me simply because I've had the opportunity to be passionate about what I was doing and part of being inspiring is being expressive so when you're passionate about what you're doing it's much easier to be expressive even if you are an introvert sharing excitement and enthusiasm happens for you extroverts much more easily than for some of us who who don't have that skill at the tip of our tongue, at the um, heart on our sleeve. So this is our ability to connect with our own feelings and be willing to share our feelings. And this is hard for a lot of people. It's hard for introverts to think about sharing feelings with a group of people or people that we don't um, that we don't know that well or in a big group. The important thing here is that it has to be authentic and real, that emotion, that where we're coming from. And it really is that ability to connect with people on an emotional level and share that energy. 
and your emotions and moods, if you will, rub off on everyone else. So if you tend to be cynical, unsure, pessimistic, the examples from the book, your group is going to mirror that. If you tend to be optimistic, your followers will be the same. So we want to think about our emotions, have awareness of our emotions, and share them in appropriate ways. And sometimes for introverts, that takes practice. Um, may even take, you know, as part of your speech planning that you plan to talk about your emotions and you plan how you're going to share that with the group so that it, it, it it's still authentic, but it doesn't catch you by surprise or you don't forget to do it um, when you get up there in front of the group. Second part of inspiration is being encouraging. So... This is part of what happens with an organization when they have a common enemy or when, you know, you can all agree that there's something that you want to do, a noble cause, if you will, rallying cry, encouraging people to move forward. Um, you want to think about what you want to use to encourage your people if you listen to any of Simon Sinek's work, you'll find that compensation and bonuses can be a good motivator at some point, and then it can create a kind of doggy dog. We don't do things for each other. We do them for ourselves world, which usually doesn't have much long-term viability. So that is alignment, clarity, dialogue, inspiration. Then, of course, we actually have to do something now that we've got everyone riled up. That is execution. Making the vision a reality. And this is another thing where people seem to think that this is a, a specific person, right? The leader doesn't do that. The underlings do this. Or that if I'm good at execution, it means I'll never be a leader. Neither of those things are, are true. When you are executing something, you need a champion, and I like this goes through some of the definitions of a champion, a defender of time, right? Making sure that people spend time on what needs to get done, a proponent of a better structure, an advocate for the work and workers, praising, giving feedback, celebrating, a lobbyist for adequate resources and support, a booster who provides momentum, drive, and resources. So this is the often the leader's job is to take on this champion role. It may not be you as the leader, it may be your, your manager below you, but someone's got to have this champion role where the defending time, creating better structure, advocating for the workers, lobbying for resources, and boosting momentum and drive. Championing is your sign of commitment. It's one of those things you learn in a volunteer organization for sure that if someone isn't a champion, they're not committed to it. Champions assure the development of concrete strategies. So for those of us who pride ourselves on being visionaries, this requires us to flex that other muscle or get someone involved in helping us flex that other muscle. Because really champion execution, championing execution gives people that sense of achievement. They want to see something done at the end of the day. You may be more or less hands-on. 
in this champion role and it's a skill that we need to be able to have. So action points within that. The first under momentum is being driven. This is something that comes naturally more to others than than some of us. Um, being pushing can be uncomfortable with some people. And if we're going to drive execution, we're going to have to work on being driven. So some skill sets for that. It doesn't have to be stressful. It doesn't have to be, you know, that you're stressing people out. Um, leading from the front. So being that person who is pushing themselves to commit to deadlines and get things done, commit to external deadlines that can help you keep your drive. Beware of how much time you take between meetings on a project. So it's always my goal to set regular meetings when I'm doing something because I know that that pushes me to action to meet that that goal and not let, let down the other people that will be in that meeting. The other skill under momentum is initiating action. So sometimes more difficult for those of us who are introverted um, or more detail oriented and want all the facts before we initiate that action. Initiating action, it takes energy and really again is one of those lead from the front skills are you taking some of those risks and being out there to to initiate the action develop a habit by focusing on the most important challenges and making that concerted effort to initiate action to overcome those challenges setting daily goals or some kind of checklist that helps you take small actions towards the goal we're going to take another short break, and when we come back, we're going to finish going through execution and do a quick wrap-up. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. How is your company's marketing plan? Could it use a little help? For most businesses, the answer is yes. Tune in each week to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. Host Janet Kunst and her guests will show you how and where to bring your marketing to the next level. Each show will feature action strategies that you can implement right away and see results. We'll make this easy for you. Start by tuning in every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. 
Game-changing technologies and strategies are transformational, exciting, and disruptive for a reason. They shake up your status quo. They get you thinking about new ways to scale, compete, and grow. They move you in amazing new directions. You're invited to take your coffee break with Game Changers on Tuesdays for our special series on partnerships. Changing the game for digital transformation. Learn how you can become the savvy leader who takes your organization across the finish line as you look ahead to the next wave of business innovation. Partnerships, changing the game for digital transformation. Presented by SAP on the Business Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back. And today we're talking about key skills to be a leader from the work of leaders book um, referencing the DISC assessment and then it puts it together with a skills assessment, a great product I found that would be helpful in your business, but also a good book for you as an individual leader or individual contributor wanting to take better control of their career. So the work of leaders. Execution, we were talking about momentum and the skills needed to get things started, initiating action. Second skill under that is structure. This is a hard one for some of us who are um, more big picture people. So you are thinking about how can you bring structure to the process? So providing a plan, how are people going to get there? What does that look like? Do you have to draw up every detail it depends, right? Depends on what your team needs. Does your team need all the details? Do you have someone else on your team that could help you put together all the details? When you are looking at putting together the plan, ask your team, you know, what do you need to do to get from where you are to where you want to go? How much of the plan do you need to put together before you ask that question? That probably depends on your team, but it's important to stay involved in the planning process even as a leader so that you can provide the resources people need to do it well. Analyzing is the second skill within structure. So how good are you at appreciating the purpose of the execution and having a firm handle on all the moving parts? Do you understand how things connect so that you can provide what people need to get things done? and anticipate the contingencies. In-depth analysis doesn't disappear once you have a plan in place. It's that um, ability to anticipate or evaluate what's going on cause and effect wise and is it working. Create an environment where there is timely and consistent communications. That's you know, over communicating as a leader and helping your team set up structures so that they can communicate and think critically about what might happen 
and how can you plan ahead for those contingencies? Setting aside time to think, which a lot of research shows we struggle with at work. What are you going to do to set aside time to really think through what's going on and be ready for what might happen next? Third skill under execution is feedback and how we do at addressing problems and offering praise. So addressing problems, people sometimes don't speak up about things because there's, you know, politics, um, agendas, prejudices, legacies, personal insecurities. But when people don't hold other people accountable, it's usually driving someone else on the team crazy. So addressing problems, candor, transparency, trust. Make yourself vulnerable. Acknowledge when your decisions are less than fantastic. Err on the side of overfaulting yourself for bad calls, right? You're the leader. You don't want to overdo it, but err on the side of you taking responsibility for what's going on. And then focus on problems, not on people. Keep people's eye on the prize. You're not placing blame. You're going after a solution. Then, of course, offering praise. 40% of followers ask their leaders to do a better job in acknowledging their contributions. This is one thing that we really don't do well enough. So find some time to make a conscious effort in celebrating milestones and building recognition opportunities into your plans. Pass along outside praise. If someone tells you that They think people are doing a good job, pass that along, and make sure your praise is genuine, and in general, offer that praise in a way that fits the person that you're giving it to. So you'll learn with your team, people that do like external or or public praise, people that don't like that public praise, start to learn that about your, your team so that you can offer them praise in a way that fits for them. So we're going to go through a quick checklist here. I'm not going to give you all of the action items that they share because it's a little overwhelming, but just a few checklist items to wrap us up here. So we started with exploration. Give a chance for ideas to percolate. Let your organization um, brainstorm, ask critical questions that help define the big picture for your group. Be bold. Show confidence in the group by challenging them with a bold idea. Share responsibility for the bold vision with those around you. Speak up. Be adventurous. Test your assumptions. Find people you trust to consult with. Approach people individually rather than as a group. That's my lesson for today. And consider that agile mindset where you're doing prototypes and piloting as you move forward. Clarity. Be straightforward and transparent. Find the headline in your message and be clear about what you're trying to say. Dialogue. Have one-on-one conversations with people. Practice reflective listening. Be careful not to debate or battle for your own side. Inspiration. Identify your passion. 
share that with others. Come up with a rallying cry. Get everyone on board. Momentum, lead by example. Commit to your deadlines. Reduce time between meetings. Structure, involve people who will be doing the work in the planning process. Expect, expect planning to be iterative and stay involved. And lastly, feedback, create a culture of candor and trust by acknowledging your own mistakes. Have regular semi-formal dialogues about what isn't working. Focus on problems, not people. And make sure your praise is genuine and giving the way people want. So quick look at the work of leaders. Great resource. If you found help in that, you might go check it out. And you'll always find us back here again next week on The Career Confidant. And we look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.